It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey along with Brady uh, Beaton. Brandon Folsom is going to join us on the uh, program, too, for an extended visit. But, Brady, you worked so hard on this that I want that I want to play this. Don't hype it up too much. Why not? <laughs> Just play it. It might be good. Might be. I haven't really heard it yet. Well, that went by fast. In a season shrouded in uncertainty, we sure had some moments we won't forget. Throwing down the seam for Ellis. He's got it inside the five. First down and goal to go. Saints at the one-yard line. We had new faces step to the forefront. To the 10 to the 5 to the end zone. Zach Tetler with a couple of ankle breakers. Heslop's going to try to get to the corner himself, and he does into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Blank rolling out, throwing for Bird, and Bird will walk it into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Give to Ollenbrook, straight ahead, puts his head down to the 40, stays on his feet, breaks loose to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget about it. Ollenbrook into the end zone. Bounces outside to the left, has a seam and walks it into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Ellis out of the gun, looking to throw. Now he steps up, now he does throw deep. He's got a man wide open. Touchdown, Saints. And those who we talked about, they remind us why we did. Price looking to throw, Finney's wide open at the 10. Finney to the five, stays on his feet, gets into the end zone, touchdown, Big Reds. Blitz coming, Noah Kindle is there for the sack. Stansbury drop back at the 22. He's gonna throw it up there, that's Evan Woodard and no one's by him, touchdown, Marysville. Evan Woodard just snuck to the end zone, easy throw for Zach Meyer. Takes the snap, gonna hand it off to Singleton, going up the middle, to the 30, to the 25, 20, 15, 10, Five, touchdown Marysville! Gonna throw it deep there, Charles Tiger, he's gotta step on the man, it's caught the 50, the 45, 40, he's breaking away the 30, the 25, 20, no one's gonna catch him! We had some teams battle it out, some within their own borders. Welcome to Memorial Stadium, Dennis Stuckey with you. Port Huron High and Port Huron Northern are meeting for the 55th time. And here comes Finney around the edge and he's wide open for some room down the line. To the 10, to the 5, he's into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Finney 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, to the corner of the end zone. Niger Finney scores again. And Ellenbrook breaks free. Ellenbrook to the 20. It's a foot race. Ellenbrook midfield, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Isaac Ollenbrook goes 91 yards. And your final score will be the Big Reds 20 and the Huskies 7. Some renewed old feuds and added another chapter to a long and storied rivalry. Welcome in live to Walt Braun Viking Stadium for this Max Silver Championship game. Marysville bringing in Marine City. Caught by Charles Tiger. No one's going to catch him. Oh my goodness. 63 yards. Heslop to Tiger. Taking the snap is Meyer. Going to hand it off. No, he's dropping back to pass. He's looking deep. He's got to step on the man. Leary Spainfield does. It's caught inside the 15, the 10, the 5, tackled at the 2-yard line. Zach Meyer finds Larry Smayfield. It'll be first and goal for the Vikings. Under center, Meyer, far hash. Gonna hand it off into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. Touchdown to Marco Singleton. Vikings take the lead. Hessel dropping back to pass. Looking, looking, throws. Caught at the corner of the end zone. 
Jeff Heslop finds Anthony Renzo. Zach Meyer drops back to pass. Derek Schlappen gets him. He hits. He goes down. Time's going to run out. Marine City takes the Max Silver Championship. But now it's a new season. This year, everybody is invited to the dance. Which team's going to make the run? Who's going to shock the state? Everybody controls their own destiny. So for every team except the 10 champions, the season will end in heartbreak. But in a year that's been so wildly different than anyone before it, why should we expect the playoffs to be any different? Well, we'll find out about the playoffs, or at least we'll talk about them. We'll break it down division by division uh, as we get uh, rolling here, and we'll get uh, Brandon Folsom's thought on all of this too. So we figured it's the playoffs now. We had to get somebody in the room a little bit smarter than the two of us Hmm. about uh, all of this uh, stuff. So we'll attack that. When we come back, it's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. 
Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And uh, you're back with uh, Dennis, Brady, and uh, Brendan. And, Brendan, thanks a lot for uh, stopping by. You were kind of with us in spirit in week one. You gave us some picks, <laughs> but you couldn't actually uh, make it here to uh, record with us. So we're happy to have you here uh, and hope that uh, you have a little fun with us. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> or fun at our yeah. expense. Yes. I mean, it's the playoffs. <laughs> it's the best time of the year. And it's going to be uh, – You know, you're, you're suddenly changing your tune on this. No, I because you hate the playoffs. No, you hate I don't. this year's playoff system, and you think that nobody deserved to be in it because everybody I'm, got in. For no, free. all I'm saying is that you don't get to say you broke a playoff streak this year unless you win a game. That's not the way this that history is going to record it, though. It's going to have an history. Is going to there's not going to be any asterisks. I guarantee you, you can go to the state site and check on this next year, ten years from now, a hundred years from now. There'll be no asterisks anywhere about any of this. It was just another year, and because of circumstances out of everybody's control, everybody got to make the playoffs. I'm not going to tell them that they're stupid for that. I will. You and know. if they win or they lose, I'm going to say, hey, they Friday night, anybody who plays, regardless, played a playoff game. They did. I was listening to you two argue about this the other day. <laughs> was it a podcast or two ago? I think it this? might have been uh, it probably Saturday. Yeah, so I was at University Liggett listening to you two just bicker back and forth <laughs> about this. And I got to think about it myself. And, you know, as a writer, I guarantee you three or four years from now, if I'm still here, I'll be writing so-and-so made the playoffs for the first time since that weird year in 2020 mm. when everyone got in. Like, that's going to be right. a sentence you're going to read in newspapers. Yeah, there's always going to be, like, that little qualifier. Like, the first time they've made a playoff spot in a nine-game yeah. season or something. It's not an asterisk, but it's definitely going to be a sentence you're going to see in newspapers across the state. Which is fine. Which is fine, but we, we have to remember, we have to put our egos aside, we don't really count. We don't count. We don't get to make the rules. If we did make the rules, then I might be more lenient towards putting an asterisk up there. But I don't make the rules. I've been doing this for 30 years. I get it that I'm just a guy blabbing my opinion who happened to be lucky enough to have a job in radio or to own my own business now. Yeah. but but And I if you want to be just like me, go and do the things that I did, and then you can blab and and give your opinion. But is my opinion really – that much uh, more than anybody who's listening? No, but we have the microphone. You know, you know there's somebody out there, guys, that follows this stuff more than we do. Yeah. You know yeah. that they, they get up in the morning and they brush their teeth reciting the stats and, you know, they go to work or, or school or wherever they go and their life is this 24-7. Yeah. Uh, I shut it off at least when I go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I usually get their hate mail the next day. <laughs> I usually do. Yeah, just no no one knows us or cares enough about us to send us any. But oh, anyway, I, I've gotten I've I've gotten a few uh, hate uh, voicemails over the years, and usually it's for something that's not like 
it wasn't even my decision. Like, why didn't you do this game instead of this game? So, I don't pick them. <laughs> well, now you I'm, do. I'm told where to go. Yeah, now I do. Now, now you can call and complain about that. All right, let's start in uh, in D1 because uh, Anchor Bay uh, has what uh, Brady has called the uh, district from hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about Anchor Bay is a very good team, but they open up. They have to play Romeo, who is a Mac Red team. And you saw what a two and well one and four Mac Red team did to Anchor Bay last week. If you win that game, you're going to get to play Dakota, and then you win that game, you get any one of Ike, Chip Valley, or Stony Creek, who's six and zero. Oh. Yeah, and Anchor Bay was up in the red for a couple of years, and they really didn't do all that well. And then they did what a lot of r- bad red teams do: come down and play the white and the blue and do really well. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, that's that's just a really tough draw for the Tars who had a. Who had a nice season, but the white champs are going to have to go. We have a few really tough districts we're going to get to. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right into Division uh, 2 because I think this one locally has a lot of uh, interest with both uh, Northern and PH. Here's what I don't like about the district before you guys give me your thoughts. I don't like that everybody in this district except Lakeview and De La Salle, PH has already played. I mean, yeah, it's basically the Mac Blue district. With, uh, yeah, like you said, Lakeview and De La Salle. But, I mean, it's just kind of how it worked geographically. I don't hate it too much. Because I think Port Huron might be the best team in this district. I think they played one of the other two really good teams last week. Yeah, and that's Roseville, De La Salle. That that was kind of a bad draw for those two teams because somebody pretty good or dangerous is going out in the first game. I kind of hope it's Roseville because I want to see what Port Huron would look like against Warren De La Salle. Uh, with Dan Roan as their coach this year. Uh, Brady probably knows a little bit about Dan Roan. When mm-hmm. you were at Wayne State, you probably played against his offense a few times. <laughs> yeah. Ferris. Yeah. He's Don't got an <laughs> unbelievable offensive mind, so it would be curious to see how, you know, the big well, Reds are able to stop a team that's that dynamic. Well, and De La Salle is a weird team to look at because, yeah, they're 2-4 and four and they're the sixth seed, but their losses are by two to Brother Rice – Four to Catholic Central. They got blown out by DeWitt, but DeWitt has has a bunch of college athletes on that roster. And, and then blown everybody out yeah. that they play. And then they got blown out by Cast Tech 35 nothing. Their two wins are against Harper Woods. We'll get to their schedule when we talk about Marysville. And they beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So yeah, they're two and four. They haven't played a bad team all year. So it's kind of hard to judge the pilots. And they're not playing a bad team on Friday either. Roseville opened my eyes a little bit uh it was the second week in a row i'd seen them but i i thought they they kind of played around and toyed in the saint Clair game they didn't throw it that much um they they had three different guys shuffling in and out at uh, quarterback um and a couple of guys who had big catches against ph didn't even play in the saint Clair game so i didn't really give them all that much respect going into that game against ph i thought okay they haven't played against that kind of a defense they haven't played against this kind of a team. I think PH wins this game, you know, 28 to 14, ha, ha, ha. And no, PH, you might even say, got a little lucky to get out of there with the win. Yeah, without a doubt. I actually picked it to be a one-score game in my picks, and I picked Roseville just because of the mere fact that they're at home. And uh, PH didn't have Kendall. And, man, did the Big Reds let me hear it afterward <laughs> on Twitter. Like three or four of them <laughs> complaining about my picks, said I was wrong not to go with the hometown team. But – Let's think about this, though. PH didn't have Noah Kendall, and I'm not saying he's the whole team, but him and Jace, they have a competition to see who can get to the quarterback first. 
mm-hmm. and it's so fun to watch. And Roseville's quarterback, three for three for like 120 yards and two touchdowns right off the bat. I don't think that happens with Noah and Jace on opposite sides. No, Noah, like you said, that, that just dynamic pass rush adds a whole other element. And we we think that if that matchup ever comes to fruition that Noah should be good enough to play from what we understand. So Yeah, and Caleb Collier was hurt too, and he's just as important at linebacker as the two DNs. And you know who I really didn't notice was Mitchell, and Mitchell plays so well for them. Yeah. Um, kind of filling in while uh, Kindle has been out, but I didn't – I don't really, other than kicking, I don't remember calling his name. He had a great game kicking, though. No, he had a great so, game kicking. That's the difference in the game. If, yeah. Ro- if Roseville has a kicker, we might be going to overtime. Yeah. yeah. Well, the good news for Port on High is we don't know where the semifinals or the finals are yet, but PH has the most points in Division Two. So, theoretically, the state championship goes through Memorial Stadium this Can year. Can you believe that? Like, when I saw that they had the fifth most playoff points out of any team in the state, yeah, I, it just blows my mind. Because well, I don't think they played a very good schedule looking back at it. Like, Lance Cruz is a pretty good team, but the other teams, PH is so far ahead of. Right. Which help, would help them, though, is almost every team they played in conference won their week six matchup. I mean, Roseville getting uh, in there helped them, too, but... Yeah, no. I think I, what helped them was Frazier got better after the first week of the season and because uh, they looked horrible in week mm-hmm. one against the, the Big Reds, and they started winning some football games. Um, it might have hurt them a little bit that Northern tapered off. Nor- Northern is, is the other team here. They have to go to Lakeview. The Huskies started 2-0. and Even after the loss to Northern and even after the overtime loss. So lost to high. Or to to, yeah, to, to PH and the overtime loss to, to Frazier, I was still thinking the Huskies are way ahead of schedule here. And then last week happened, and I don't yeah. know what to think anymore. Yeah, I mean, before the Frazier game, we were talking about possibly Port here and I being the one seed and Northern being the two seed when the, when they were yeah, two and one. Two weeks ago, they were looking at playing a home playoff game, and now they're on the road to Lakeview, and Lakeview's a tough place to go and play. Uh, this is one of the games I actually circled as going to be one of the better games. I throw the Cousineau result out the window. Who knows what happened there? I don't think that happens two times in a row. Uh, I didn't find out what happened to them. I didn't talk to Coach Larry Rollins after the game, so I don't know why they lost. But I think this is going to be like a, decided by a field goal. I really do. I think this is going to be one of the two closest games of the weekend, and I'm actually going to go on Friday. That's like yeah. how much faith I have in the Huskies because obviously Lakeshore is going to get blown out by PH. I think it's going to be much worse than it was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the good game is going to be Northern and Lakeview. Well, I mean, Lakeview, they, I mean, their two losses are just to Mott and Anchor Bay. So they lost to the two best teams in the white. The other teams they've kind of taken care of business with, but no, I, I would expect Northern to really have a bounce back. That's, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the 7-2 matchups that, are going to have a lot – it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of other games in that seeding. It's either going to be like a field goal game or Northern's going to get blown out, and I don't know which way it's going to be. Like if, if they're in it, they're probably going to win it, but if not, it's you're going to know by the second quarter. Yeah. I think the lower the score is helps Northern. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like if it's 10-7, I can see the Huskies coming out of there with the 10 points. But if – if they have to score more than three touchdowns in that game, I think that's a little tough for them, even with Isaac Ollenbrook. Yeah. Yeah, and just, just looking ahead real quick, 
because I do think Port Huron High is the favorite. Uh, potential teams they would meet in the regional final would be like Seaholm again or Warren Mott and uh, Berkeley's the th- rounds out the top three. So those are I don't think any of those teams aren't beatable for Port Huron High. I mean, again, there's a reason why they're the one seed in the state. So, and if you get the game at home, that always helps. I know the, whether there's fans coming in or not, it always helps to play uh, at Memorial Stadium on that grass, especially in the for, cold weather. Especially for a team that's never been up there. Yeah, like it's it's different when it's you're playing Northern or well, that's a bad example. You're playing like Warren Mott, who's been up here a ton of times. When Birmingham Seahome, none of those kids have ever been to Memorial Stadium. Okay, I'll have the PH Lakeshore game on stream one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Friday night, Brady will be in Marysville. Marysville is going to take on Harper Woods, and uh, and you've been looking at Harper Woods, and and you think, despite their record, that they've just played a a, a mean, unfair schedule. They've had one of those schedules. Well, yeah, this is who Harper Woods has played this year. They lost by nine to Catholic Central, lost by twenty one to Notre Dame Prep, got blown out by Davison, who's ranked nationally. They're State that champs. good, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Um, they beat Gibraltar Carlson, who is a is a, a struggling team, as we mentioned earlier. Lost to De La Salle, and then beat Ecorse, who's a four and or two football team. So maybe I mean I don't think they're as good as Marysville, but you, you never know. They've seen a high caliber of opponent. They haven't had a Hazel Park or a uh, a Clintondale to play. They've been playing good teams week in and week out. So, yeah, despite getting a home game and being at 5-1, and one, Vikings are going to have a very tough matchup this week. I do like that Marysville, you know, had to battle to beat Fitzgerald, and then they were in a war with Marine City that they were a few seconds away from, from winning that football game. I think that helps them going into the playoffs. Yeah, they they did the Atlanta Falcons move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They scored with too much time left on the clock. Mm-hmm. They, they totally had that game won. Yeah, I mean – yeah, but, I mean, then you look at the rest of Marysville's district. M- Detroit MLK is the two seed. Their three losses are to Kaz Tech, Kaz Tech, and defending state champs Muskegon Mona Shores. That is a brutal district. That's who they would probably play in round two. And then if you're lucky enough to make it through there, you get East Point, who has given up a whopping 18 points on the year, and their lowest output was 28. Every other time they've gotten north of forty. Yeah, forty or more. So, um, I've got to I got to give credit though to the Marysville seniors because after they lost to Marine City, they said we got to beat St. Clair. I know St. Clair's down, but you got to win a rivalry game, right? They said yeah. we got to beat St. Clair so we get at least one more home game. So good for those kids because they didn't want to go out with a loss to you know Marine City on the home field, and never play there again. You know, yeah. so and I'm going to say it right now. You know, with Noah Kindle out, I think DeMarco Singleton is the best football player in our area because he can go both ways and impact the game. You take him off both sides of the field. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably going to be the X factor here. He, Harper Woods is good. What DeMarco does, I think, is going to determine who wins this game. I will tell you what, he ran mean against St. Clair. Like, he had a purpose. Yeah. Like like I said on Saturday, I think a couple players made business decisions when he hit that hole, and I don't think anyone wanted to get run over again. It's a shame that Evan Woodard's such a good punter and kicker because, like, I think DeMarco could have been the total Sammy Ball package <laughs> punt kick. You know, he gets, like, nine tackles a game, and he rushes for 150 yards yeah. a game. Like, that's unreal. Yeah, I remember talking to some of their coaches before the season. They go, yep, 
those two are never coming off the field. And they pointed at number four, number 27. When, yeah, they're not. They're just going to be on there the whole time, and they won't need a break. Well, you know in this district they're going to need their, their stars, and by their stars, DeMarco, Lee, mm-hmm. Meyer, Smayfield, Woodard, Lasher, those guys, uh, Maceo Miller, yeah. those guys are all going to have to have good games. None of them can take an, uh, a game off or Marysville might be in trouble. Right. I mean, if they play the way they played against Marine City, they, they're going to have a shot in a ball game. And I know sometimes the name is more intimidating than the team actually is. Like going down to play Mar- Detroit Martin Luther King, yeah, that just the name alone might intimidate some kids. I think that's what happened last year at Orchard Lake St. Mary's in round one. You were there, right, Dennis? Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think uh, you know they got off and saw the red field turf and the names and all the pro players on the side of the building that are yeah. being featured. And yeah, it's kind of a wake up. I call. mean, yeah, you, sometimes you get teams that leave this area and leave their comfort zone, and you just hear about like these mythical, like, oh, they're a private school, so they must be good, or oh, they're a PSL team, they must be good. So, hopefully, I mean, the the ride out to that game was longer than the game was. <laughs> not for me i was still living in farmington hills at the time i actually lived off of orchard lake road so it was it, it took me a long time to get there uh division four this is a fun one because this is basically the the BWAC plus st Clair district <laughs> you yeah. got uh north branch and yale crosslex and imlay city the winners meet uh there and brady's been calling for a north branch crosslex rematch since the first one mm-hmm. then on the other side you've got brandon playing st Clair and goodrich playing armada yeah, that's that's going to be a fun district. It's nice to have a bunch of local teams. I'm really glad Cross Lex North Branch can be round two. I think those are. I mean, I don't know enough about. Orton I would have liked Brandon. that in round three. I would have liked that to be the chance for the district final. Brady's got to pick MLA City to make sure that matchup happens in round two. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, how do you go? Like high school football is easier to pick just because the talent disparity is bigger. MLA City, how do I go two and four picking the Spartans? Because you always oh. pick wrong with them. Yes, and I don't understand it. If it would, it would just be fitting for them to just give me one last kick, uh, beating Crosslex and ruining my fun that yeah, I want to have. I, I don't see Crosslex losing that game. I like Emily City too because they've been good to me this year when in in the picks. But I just don't see Crosslex losing. Can I tell you guys something? Go ahead. That's why you're here. Crosslex has the best coach in the area. I know what Ryan Mullen's done at PH. I know what Larry's done at Northern. I would like to see Mike LeGrow at one of those schools. This guy is a football nerd, X's and O's type of guy. He's so deep into it, you can't even see out of the weeds of his playbook. <laughs> and he told me last week they only got two-thirds of it installed. Like, Jake Townsend scores like five touchdowns a week. And, you know, they, they score like 50 points a game. I know they're in a weaker BWAC, but this guy can coach football. He did it at Hemlock. He did it at Freeland. Everywhere he goes, he scores points. And, like, some of his mentors who have helped him get this far just so he could get a head coaching job at Cross Lex, it's just a who's who. Like, he played semi-pro football, and, like, his biggest highlight was he tackled Juice Williams in a game. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Juice Williams actually played at McMoran one time. When they yes, have the old did. arena team. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think Mike LeGrow is just like the darling of this football season. First-year coach. No one knew anything about him. And look at this mm-hmm. offense that they got. It's just unreal. They get like three, four, five hundred 500 yards a game. Well, here's their outputs for the year. 52-36. The 20 was in the loss to North Branch. 62-40-56. 
And I believe, and their said, defense never gets talked about because they're scoring so many points that you just your yeah. eyes are drawn to that column. Yeah, but yeah. their defense isn't giving up anything yeah, either. They probably have the second or third best defensive player in the entire area outside of Noah Kendall and Zach Surgent. No one even talks about him. He's got Division One college offers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, twelve points given up, zero twenty-seven in the loss, six seven six. So that's going to be a fun district. Again, I don't think North Branch will have any trouble. Trouble, jeez, trouble. They'll have less trouble than I did saying that sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Armada Goodrich is going to be interesting. See how good the Tigers really are. I know they played North Branch tough last week. Um, That was a bit surprising. So that can be interesting. And I think St. Clair's got their hands full with a rematch with Hortonville Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's as good as they were last year when they came to East China Stadium yeah. and won. Then the Saints are going to have a rough night. Yeah, you don't have Brady Gleason and company this time. Yeah, yeah, and just looking at who the winner of that district can be, and I think it has a good chance of being a local team. The other district, you're probably going to get Notre Dame Prep or Country Day in the regional final. So I know Lamphere is the one seed. I don't believe in them. Well, let's you- see if uh, Country Day shows up for that game. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't against Armada. Yeah, we've been we've been kind of been speculating that you know Lamphere's just been steamrolling everybody in the bronze. That uh, when the playoffs begin and they get up against some bigger competition, that they'll get exposed. But we'll see. I don't know. Let's just hope North Branch and Crosslex don't kill each other. Yeah, (laughs) that someone comes out of that a hundred percent. Yeah, so someone can represent the area. All right, so that's through Division 4. We'll pick up at Division 5 when we come back uh, with uh, Brendan Folsom. It's uh, Dennis and Brady and the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. 
Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis Stuckey with Brendan Folsom and Brady Asterix Beaton on the Get Stuck on Sports podcast. It's been a rather tame show so far. That's because we don't have the pick segment. That's true. Um, but we will have our final uh, regular season top ten. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what we're going to argue about on that either. No, we we both know that we can't pick a tenth team. Yeah, uh, that that was hard for me this week to say that there's ten good teams right now. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to that at the end. Uh, let's go uh, Division Five, where Elmont and Marine City were split apart for being bad last year, I, I guess, or naughty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the whole it's... thing's silly to me. But uh, we'll start with Marine City first. Uh, they've got Osborne. And then I'm just kind of looking after that. They would play that. the winner of Lincoln and Detroit Communication Media Arts. Yeah. We've talked about – Media talk- Arts actually beat Trine on Saturday 14-7, to 7, and Trine is generally decent. I, mean, I watched Shrine uh, week one or week two at Pontiac Notre Dame Prep. They can throw the ball. Yeah. Like so. their coach used to be UD Jesuit's coach. Gotcha. So. But, I mean – yeah, just look at the results. They lost to Denby uh, Media Arts thirty to nothing. Lost to Pershing. They yeah, they beat Royal Oak Shrine fourteen to seven. But we've talked about some tough districts. I not that Marine City needs an easy district, but I think they have one of the easier draws in the area. I mean, you're not you have Denby and Southlake are your next two best teams. Southlake lost to Lamphere again. Lamphere's good, but you did it in the bronze and. We don't like the Mac Ponds yeah. here, and Denby is down from a year ago. Yeah, so. they graduated their best players from last year's team that went to the semifinal. So, really, if I'm looking at this right now, I don't think the we could be talking about a district champion Mariner team that hasn't had a three-score game in the playoffs. That's uh, that's yeah, that's a possibility. I want to know what if uh, Elmont uh, comes to life here in the postseason in Elmont Marine City meet in the regional is the state going to step in and send them to different regionals no yeah but what was the stat you had on marine city with osborne yeah so i was doing the research yesterday for my picks column which comes out wednesday afternoon online and thursday in the times herald print edition uh detroit osborne is 0-6 they've scored 16 points all season I did the math. The Mariners have only played five games this season, so it's an average of five games. They average 19.9 points per half. So they're going to score more points in the second quarter than Osborne will have had all season. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a rough one for Osborne. For those of you who are wondering why we're doing the two games that we're doing, that's part of it. We are very confident there will be a Marine City yes, game to do. We'll have Marine one. City games to do. The two points COVID nineteen put up against Marine City is going to be more than they're going to allow in this district tournament. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, he's not. Like it's just like again, 
Not that Marine City needed an easy district, but their starters are going to be well-rested come regional time. They already are. Yeah. Charles Tar- Tigers played one game. <laughs> You're not he really wrong. has. Yeah. And, and they gave uh, – um, who's, the, who's the other kid, the running back, the sophomore? Tetler. 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 They gave Tetler the game off. Yeah, yeah, the night off against Marysville. Yeah, and then obviously didn't play a game last week. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, an easy one. But looking at the region, Almont, again – we don't know what Almont is. I think I don't know what Ovid Elsie is. Right, I do. Oh, I, uh, this so is why I we said I circled two games this week that could go either way. Well, I guess it's three games. This is the second one I circled. Ovid Elsie's only beat teams that have one win or two. I think one two win team they beat. <laughs> Almont lost some weeks because of COVID, and they had to play Rusty last week and still pulled off the pulled off the win. I just think Almont's got better coaching. They got talented players back they just you know finally got a week of like a full practice where they could watch some game film do some conditioning actually practice without covid derailing things i think we're going to see the original all so if you can chalk this up to an upset pick this is my upset pick of the week well all right and well the who they would get to play in the uh next round frankenmuth who, if you haven't been paying attention to area playoffs recently, they have been a St. Clair County killer in the playoffs. Like, you look back, um, where is it, 2018, they knocked off both Richmond and Elmont to win a district title. The year before, 2017, they went through Elmont, then Marine City, and then Algonac. I was at that Algonac game. So... You know, in two years, they have five wins over St. Clair County teams. That's going to be a uh, tough draw. And the one thing that does hurt Marine City with the forfeit to Notre Dame prep, they would have to go to Frankenmuth if that game were to come to fruition. That's okay. You can go to the Christmas store over there. Get some shop runners. Go, yeah. go, go get uh, some, some Zender's chicken. Not not a bad day. Uh, no. Richmond's got Lutheran North. Any thoughts on, on that? Because yeah, Richmond is kind of hard to figure out for me. Lutheran North actually has a suspect schedule. They didn't play anybody. They're 4-2, and two, but they didn't play anybody. I know my argument's kind of bad right now because Richmond only beat Yale and Elginac, the two worst teams in the <laughs> conference. But I think Richmond's got enough talent that if they could actually put it all together, they could beat Lutheran North just because Lutheran North hasn't played anybody. Uh, Mitchell Dabalair is probably third, fourth, fifth best running back in the entire Blue Water area. Yeah. Jacob Ball's a heck of a quarterback with, you know, he's got weapons left and right. They've just played a meat grinder of a schedule. Their coach is battling cancer, so yeah. they got an assistant leading the team. They just got, like, every problem that could go wrong for them this season has hit them outside of COVID. And if no. you really think about this, um, guys, and I, I know they're not a powerhouse Richmond team with Crosslex and North Branch. But they're two plays away from being four and two instead of two and four. Yeah. 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 Again, that kick goes wide against Armada, and then they a ball breaks their way against Elmont. Yeah, you're right, four and two. And looking at Lutheran North's schedule, their four wins combined for their total for four wins. Two of them are against winless teams. Yeah, that's team. what I'm saying. Suspect. And yeah, and their two losses, I mean, any good team they played, Gabriel Richard and, um, and Bishop Foley. And they weren't competitive in either of those games. Yeah. Uh, in D6, Algonac will travel to Detroit Edison. And, and the other teams here are Michigan Collegiate, Bradford Academy, 
Pershing, Flint Hamady, uh, Durand, and Detroit Prep. So you talk about like scattering. Te- you get teams from the Flint area playing teams from the Detroit area, and there's Algonac stuck in there with them. I didn't do the research this deep because it's a Division Six pick for Algonac, but uh, Edison might be the only four-win team in the entire state who only scored 87 points. Like, you think if you're going to win four games, you're going to score more than 87 points. Like yeah. Marine City does that in two games. Yeah. You know, to have four wins and only 87 points. So, I don't think Algonac wins this game, but I think maybe there's a chance they could keep it close. They can actually pass the ball. You know, we saw that against Yale. Well, Algonac cost me a perfect 10-0 and 0, uh, pick, so I'm still mad at them. But if you look at Edison, their wins, you're, like you said, 7-6. to six. 16-12, 18-16, and they put up a whopping 28 points in their biggest yeah. output last week. First to 21 wins. Yeah, so you know, and it's it's going to be a Saturday day game, so something a little different for Algonac. Not again. I don't like. I don't think they win the game, but I think it's it's probably a little closer than you might think. All right, let's let's talk about uh, another group of death here in Division Seven. Sandusky plays St. Charles. Cass City plays Reese. Bad Axe plays Laker. Hemlock plays Vassar. Probably the weakest team in that group is is Vassar. Otherwise, most of those other teams, pretty legit. Yeah. How many teams do you think uh, their closest game is 12 points, not including a forfeit win, and you're the three seed? You go 6-0, and run the table, dominate everyone you play, and you still get one home playoff game. Well, that's because Cass City six and zero, Hemlock six and zero, and Reese almost knocked off Sandusky last week. They had to come back to make it. Oh, excuse me, that was an eight point game. So yeah, I think Sandusky blows out St. Charles. St. Charles beat one two win team all season. The rest are against winless opponents. Sandusky's actually played a pretty decent schedule. Yeah, they, they have, have an awesome offense. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like they have been battle tested. I mean. Bad Axe is, what, 4-2. and two. Harbor Beach is always good. Ubley, always good. So they've, like you said, battle-tested. Um, Cass City's a really good team, and I think Hemlock might be uh, a little more suspect. I think they've played a couple bigger schools. That's why they are able, like a win over Millington probably helps you with the playoff points, especially in D7. So Sandusky is going to have to do it on the road, but I think they have as good a chance as any to come out of that district. But you know who they would get probably in the regional? Cass City. No, no well, they'd get Cass City in the next game. They'd get Ithaca most likely in the regional. So if there's going to be a team to earn a state title uh, outside of like Marysville maybe, you look at uh, Sandusky, you go, yeah, if they make it, they're going to earn it. Just to harken back to my Mike Legro thing, when he was at Hemlock last year, they beat Ithaca. That doesn't happen. That never happens. (laughs) No. At one point, didn't Ithaca go like four years without losing? I thought like they had an entire class that never lost a football game. I'm I'm pretty sure they've had entire classes that have won a state championship every year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, uh, New Haven plays at Loyola. Uh, also in a D7 uh, district, and I'll just leave it at unreal that. Unreal to go from playing in the Prep Bowl, which is the Catholic League championship, against a Division One team in Catholic Central to playing against New Haven the next week. Yeah. that This is why the six-win rule is a thing, to prevent yeah. this from happening every year. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone makes the playoffs, and when I look at this, I'm like, it doesn't feel like they deserve to say they were in the playoffs. Cause no. Yeah. 
No, but uh, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because they're an area team and they're going to play a game. Yeah. So a and then, game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> one. Um, and then in D8, uh, Harbor Beach hosts Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Ubley hosts Brown City and Marlette goes to Unionville Seaboing. Red Raiders on a three-game losing streak. Yeah, and I, and I again, these are all teams that are familiar with each other. Harbor yeah. Beach actually played – this is the second year in a row that they're going to play Michigan Lutheran Seminary in a playoff game. Yeah. Ubley already beat Brown City this season by 36 points. Right. And, and, and uh, I, I, I looked into Marlette and – you know, they had that amazing offense for three weeks, but then you look at who they played mm-hmm. and then look at who they played the last three weeks. Their schedule just got so tough. Yeah, that when <clears> it was <throat> – well, even Carroll, that was that was kind of an upset. We No, we didn't no that think, was a huge upset. Yeah. yeah. that was a, there, there was no way. That was like Northern going to Cousineau kind of upset. Yeah. There was no way Carroll had any business beating Marlette, and yet it happened. Here, here's the thing that sticks out to me is – so they're playing against USA – and uh, USA lost to Cass City by four points. Mm-hmm. Cass City's second uh, closest win was a 38-point win. <laughs> so if USA can play four points close to Cass City, I don't know if Marlette's got the bullets. Yeah. But. Also, just coming off two straight shutouts, the last one against Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach does not. You don't I mean, shut out a team that good. No. <laughs> no. And I mean, I mean, I know Harbor Beach maybe isn't as good as they've been in previous years, but they're still not a bad team. Harbor Beach still knocked off Ubley in the first week of the season. Yeah. When we didn't even think Sandusky was worth a worth. Well, we were calling that first game little little did we know. We were just going on history and saying, yeah, already this the the league championship being played in week 1. Um and when Harbor Beach won the game 16 to 14, we figured they'd run the table and Ubley would lose yeah. one game and that would be how the league would end and then Sandusky came along and said, "Wait a minute, we're pretty good this year." Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, now we have a little eight man. Uh, well, uh, oh, sorry, did I miss Car- 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 Cardinal, Cardinal, South Mooney. South Cardinal South Mooney's playing Parkway yes. Christian. They just played. Was it uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, forty-eight uh, twenty-eight was the the score in that one. Parkway won that game, but uh, hey, I, I I know it was K-Pack, and I know Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, um, like is terrible this year they scored two points this season i, I sent the stat to, to you right brady yeah Our lakes has been outscored 145 to two this season is that a forfeit two or an actual safety Not an actual safety they lost to mooney seven to two okay <laughs> you know i should know that as a sports reporter around here. <laughs> that's all right yeah but you have a lot that was mooney's one win was the second two over lakes and they beat k-pack 13 to nothing for their other win but hey Two and three, we're not. It's not like we're talking about an zero and five football team here. I don't and think they, they're going to beat Parkway Christian, but I want to see if Larry Dedellis can get five touchdowns in this game instead of four. He had four against Parkway Christian last time. Yeah. I think he had like uh, four hundred fifty thousand yards in that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just a guesstimate. Yeah, he he ran wild. Didn't he get hurt though on the last touchdown or something like that? Who knows? He's a bull. I wouldn't want to tackle him. <laughs> All right, now you can do eight yes. man. And uh, I know eight man's a little smaller. They just do basically they're one round shorter um, this year because there's just not enough eight man teams. But uh, the region, yeah, they always they always play four rounds. Right, the region that Deckerville is in, I I'm going to call it now the state champions coming from this region. You have Morris, Merrill, Deckerville. Mayville, all in the same district. Again, 
And then Adrian Lenaway Christian, who I know nothing about, but I know they're another six and O team that's uh or Mayville's another six and O team that's a three seed. I'm just telling you right now that whoever makes it out of this region will be the state champ for eight man division one. I'm calling it. I'm gonna call Portland St. Pat's. Ooh. They're a good team too. They are. They're they are they D are they D one or two they're, for I believe because uh, I don't maybe? see them. I don't know. They went undefeated. That's all that matters. Yeah, let me just double check real quick so I make sure. Uh, no, Portland St. Pat's is Division Two. D two. Right. Yes, eight man D two. Still stands. This, this, this to me though, like you say, if if you win it coming out of this group, you you've earned it. So you're Deckerville, uh, and you have to beat Merrill in your first game. Then you have to beat the defending champs Morris in the second game. And then you're probably going to have to beat Mayville, a team that you had a war with in the regular season, 58-54, and the game ended with Deckerville at the four-yard line and no timeouts left so they couldn't stop the clock or get a playoff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you have to play three teams that are combined 18-0. Uh, and you trying to say, and, and two that you've already lost to. I'm saying if Deckerville wins this, I know all state. That, that, that's that's an unbelievable gauntlet to run, and and Deckerville's the kind of team that they could. I thought they were going to win the state title last year. They they fell just short. They almost made it to the UP. So. I know all state titles count the same. When everyone who played in it's dead, the numbers still going to be up there. They all count for one, but they're not all created equal. That would like you know how sometimes teams you look at a one you go like Marine City. They're going to win their district. And it's going to go up and with their other billion district titles they have. But you know there are some of those that they had to battle a lot harder for than the one they're going to get this year. So this would be one. If Deckerville can make it out of there, they're, yeah. Like I said, whoever wins this region is winning the state title. Well, I just say that they, they, sh- they should get some kind of medal, whoever gets out of here. <laughs> Even if they don't win at all, they should get some kind of medal just for surviving Three weeks of football like that, because that's ridiculous to me. Um, Peck will get a rematch with uh, Ashley. Uh, I actually think Peck will do much better uh, in this rematch uh, game. Um, you, you said, uh, Brandon, that uh, you heard from Peck's coach that they were missing some guys. Yeah, they and, started and, their fullback at tailback, and yeah. all he did was go off for like 245 yards or something. Yeah, and they were on the road, and they lost by a touchdown. Yeah, and if they win that game, they get a rematch with Kendi North Huron. Yeah, they lost thirty to twenty-two last week on the road at Ashley, so they got Ashley at home this week. So I like Peck thirty to twenty-two. All right, just flip it. Yeah, just flip it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, North Huron's playing Augre Sims. This is a team that Deckerville played. Was it last year? Or, or I think it was last year. And I'm like, oh, Augre, or, or maybe it was two years ago. And I'm like, Augre Sims, whatever. Deckerville seventy to nothing, and then Augre Sims won the game like seventy to thirty or something like that. So they're one of those teams you don't know what they've got. Uh, and yeah, it's, they're and out it's, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Are they by Mayo or are they by Taos? Where are they? At? I, are I think they they're really? north of Mayo. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. think they're literally a no man's land up yeah. there. And uh, and CPS. Uh, made it in and and they'll play at Bay City All Saints uh as part of that uh, group as well. Yeah, if you haven't heard their story, I wrote about their coach last week who took over the the job there at CPS and got a win. You guys should go read that story in the Times Herald. Yeah, cuz he's I did. He's what like around my age? Yeah. 20, yeah. He's 24 years old. Yeah, so he's my age. 
and he's getting a bunch of kids ready to play, yeah. and I'm just blabbing on about it. Coached junior high and receivers at Kingston, and he had one year as an assistant at Laker, and, and now, now he's got his those own, two own good, thing. Two good programs, though, to learn eight-man football at, because right. prior to this year, Kingston was strong, uh, mm -hmm. and Laker has always well, been good. He was on Kingston. The, he was a junior at Kingston when they switched eight-man. So he's the grassroots eight-man guy. And talking to him, he wants to establish a program and be there for 35 years. So more power to him. Don't get a lot of those as much anymore. Because what, the longest tenured coach is Mullins at PH now in the area, right? Yeah, that's, that's the big difference from when I started to now. Yeah. When I started, you knew everybody's by the first name because they've been there for a 1,000 years. Yeah, their names are on the stadiums or the water towers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Darren Letson's been at Marine City for 22 years, obviously. The right. Assistant, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah, no, he's – I mean, that staff's been – that same coaching tree's been there for like 40 years. Yeah. All right. Let's, we finally made it. Let's do our, uh, let's do our uh, top tens when we come back, our final segment of, of the uh, show, uh, the uh, final regular season top tens, and, and I, I still don't know. No. I, I still don't know. We'll be back, and we'll figure it out, though. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one -one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. 
located across from Walt Ron Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Let's see who number one is. Uh, your, your top three, throw a blanket over him. He was number one. Brady beat pick six, touchdown. How about that? Prestige. Whoa, why, 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 why? All right. All right. Time for the final. Top 10 of the year, really, because, you know, once the playoffs start, you can't really judge teams because some are playing, some aren't. So the final regular season poll. And, Brandon, did you do you have one for us? I do. All right. Beautiful. Um, I, uh, I remember I texted you a few weeks ago, and I know it would have been a lot different than ours. So, Dennis, why don't you get us started? I knew you were going to come to me Who first. Who is your chicken. number 10 team? My number 10 team is Almont. The two and two uh, Raiders. They they actually they lost last week to Emily City. Uh, I I just don't know what to do. Like Northern, they're out of my poll. They lost to Cousineau. I can't. They're not one of the ten best teams. Sorry. Uh, Harbor Beach. I like Harbor Beach, but they just lost thirty six to nothing. I know it was to a good team, but you lost by thirty. And you were number ten last week. And too. you were number ten last week. Armada. You know, uh, I know they played North Branch. Tough. But Marlette, after a 3-0 start, you're 3-3. It wasn't going to be them. I gave Richmond some thought because, like I said, they're two plays away from being 4-2 instead of 2-4. But in the end, I'm going to settle on Elmont, but I'm really unhappy with the folks at the bottom of the top ten. Mr. Brandon Folsom, so who do you have at number 10? My top 10 actually stops at 7, so 8, 9, and 10, it doesn't matter. I don't have one <laughs> Well, that's they don't matter. That's very fair. And you'll find out once we get closer. No, to see, I agree because I settled on Almont at 10-2. And like I said, for most of the year, Almont was kind of that divider between teams I know are good and teams like who I think might be good or a or, or nice story. So I understand what you're saying, but, you know, yep. it's uh, we have to pick 10. Like, just because I don't think they're a good team doesn't mean they. I don't have to fill it out. So, yeah, I put Almont at 10 again. There's a big difference between 10 and 9, I think. Okay. Well, since you don't have... Yeah, come nine. back to me at pick 7. <laughs> we come back will. at 7. I've got Ubley at 9. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. Um, a team that, you know, we kind of wrote off a little bit, now 4-2. and two. Um, I always forget how dominant they've been, how many semifinals they've been to in the past decade and a half. So, Ubley at 9. Hopefully they can make a run in the playoffs and kind of surprise us. I put Emily City at eight. I hate that I'm agreeing with you so much. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, a win for the Spartans that I think, uh, even if Almont's down, to, to knock off those kind of, get those monkeys off your back, you know, haven't beat this team since this year, haven't beat this team since this year, that wears on you. That gets old for a program going, oh, geez, all right, here. Like, one win can do a lot, and I think maybe that helps out Emily City. Um, again, nice win for them. I think they might have a tough night at Cross Lex. Who knows? I've been wrong about them a lot this year. <laughs> I, so, yeah, Emily City, you're number eight. Congratulations. And now, Brandon Folsom, number seven. Richmond. 
Wow. I've seen them twice this year. I know how good they are. You know, that famous quote by Chuck Pagano when he was with the Colts when he's talking about Trent Richardson, he called him a rolling bowling ball of knives. That's Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell Dabalair. He's Isaac Olenbrook with a big old meaty frame, and he's going to plow right through you. They have all state wrestlers along the offensive and defensive lines. Well, yeah, they they have that for a while. They yeah. have. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the area. Jacob Ball's great. So Passing to Carson Gee. So you know, Derek Snyder. This is a talented team. They've just been hit by all the stupid miscues you could think of. The first game of the season, it was penalties that did them, and Armada was able to kick the game-winning field goal. The second game, uh, they didn't have their head coach. He was in the hospital with cancer, you know, and – you saw how close they played uh, a couple of teams the last couple of weeks, and obviously their only wins are Yale and Algonac, but still. Right. This is a good team. If you, if you were to take Albany or Sandusky or any of these schools you guys have, mm-hmm. play them against Richmond, Richmond wins every time. That's, uh, I mean, hey, he's backing up his argument. I mean, again, at the end of the day, I would say, you know, you, you've lost, so you got to pay the price. But, no, if you've seen them in person, and that's something that – we haven't seen yes. a Richmond game, so like that's and you know it's a lot different reading stats and seeing results yeah. than seeing with your own eyes, seeing this team's good, this team isn't. But all right, I, I, I like the shakeup, Dennis. Yeah, well, my seven is Anchor Bay, and my uh, yeah, <laughs> same Anchor Bay. Uh, you know, I, I thought they were going to be better against Ike, and that just kind of shows me. I thought they were taking that next step. Maybe they had a really a good group of kids there, but. I, I was surprised it was a shutout, you can't, but I wasn't yeah. surprised that Ike won. They're so, Blue Water area good. I don't think they'll win a district title good. I think that's a very good way to put it. Um, yeah. Like, they might not even win a game in their district. I mean, Romeo's a tough draw. Again, their whole district's tough. They've lost over. six straight to Romeo going back to, like, 2003. But if you look at Romeo's schedule that they played this year. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a Mac Red schedule. They're a two-win team, but if they would have had – you know, a Mac White schedule, they're 6-0. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Romeo's not a bad team. All right. Who's your number six team? St. Clair. I don't care if injuries decimated them or if they've only won one game. It's a Division Four school. Like mm-hmm. I said, line St. Clair up against Ubley Sandusky. Who's going to win? I'm going to take James Bishop and his Division Four football players over the Division Seven, Division Eight schools. Some of the Division Five schools. I like the dynamic he brings into this. Yes, but I'm going with Sandusky at number six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, I think I know where we're going to disagree, and it's not going to be till number two. Um, so, seeing St. Clair play, they just once it seems like they cross the forty, the opponent's forty, they can't really continue to move the ball. And Sandusky, I think, is a really good football team. I think, yeah, if you put them up with St. Clair, I would. Pick Sandusky to win that football game. You're six and zero. You've done it in impressive fashion. Yeah, you almost had a trap game that you you got out of, but no, they're they. I think they deserve to be six and zero. And I think, like I said, if they if they can make it out of the district, which is a very tough district, they can make a run. All right, number five, Brandon, Dennis's favorite team, the Port here on Northern Huskies. Now I do like Husky. I do like the Huskies, and, and I've been a big supporter of them. But I'm, they lost to Cousineau, and I'm not going to forget Same that. Same thing. Throw Sandusky or Ubley on the field. And I'm they running beat Isaac Olenbrook behind 325-pound <laughs> Seth Laboda. Who's tackling him? 
This is a Division II football team with Division II players. A lot of them, probably 10, 15 of them, have offers to JUCOs, to NAI schools, to a couple of Division II offers. I think Seth Lobota's got FCS offers. Show me the kids on Sandusky who got those offers. It's a Division II football team against, you know, they're beating Elmont. They're See, beating and this is always the argument that comes up with rankings. It's like best versus most deserving. Yeah. Like, yes, obviously an undefeated team is more deserving to be ranked higher, but that's that's a valid argument to say line these kids up. I don't care what this yeah. small school does. So yeah, give, that's give Northern Cass City schedule. I bet you they go undefeated. <laughs> He's probably not wrong. Dennis, who do you have at five? I got Marysville at five. I also have Marysville at five. Uh, a nice win over rival St. Clair, a nice bounce back. Um, but it's going to take more than a win against a one-win Saints team to move, me, move them up anymore. Uh, you win this week, and I will be very impressed again. I think they have – you have the ingredients for a run. You have a senior-laden team. You have a team that has a couple dynamic players and a bunch of kids that have been together for a while. If there's a team that's going to make a run and, like, you, you want a formula for a deep playoff run, it's what Marysville has. All right, number four. Marysville. Brandon. I'm going to get a lot of heat for that, for who I put ahead of them. But, yeah, I guarantee you Coach Meyer calls well, me you, on Friday night and lets me know about you, this. You, you, you put them higher up on the list than we did. Yeah. I think they're talented. I really do. Uh, my thing about Marysville is they're still learning how to win. You coached them in basketball. Mm -hmm. Last year, they learned how to win in basketball. Yeah. They that, don't normally win this senior class. If you right. look at all the rivalry games, they don't beat Marine City. But look at them two weeks ago against Marine City. And that's one of the things that we talked about, um, like with with Emily City. You, you just kind of get used to it. It's it's that dynamic of, oh, no, here we go again. Like, yep. like you could put the Marine City players, and if they were all at, I don't know, Richmond – it's oh, yeah. a completely different attitude for that game. And that rivalry, while it's been a lot of good games, it's gone in streaks. The 70s, 80s, m most of the 90s, it was Marysville, Trouncy, Marine City. And yeah. you talk to the guys that played in that rivalry from Marine City, those coaches, they'll tell you that. And now it's flipped since I think Marine City knocked off Marysville in the playoffs, I want to say 2003, an undefeated Marysville team. Marysville's won one time in this rivalry. And, yeah, that's a big thing, learning how to win. And it's a culture thing, and it's something that Marine City has right now that, you know, even, like you said, that game was close. But if you win that game, that really establishes it and helps further yeah, that. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the area. And I, you could – you were at the game. I sat right next to you. You mm -hmm. saw it. Like, Zach Meyer was winning that game. He was mm -hmm. going to win that game. Lawrence Mayfield was going to win that game for them. And when have they ever felt that way against Marine City their whole lives? Yeah. I think they hadn't beat Marine City since the eighth grade, Yeah, that senior class. Yeah, so it's that kind of you get up and you go, oh, we're winning. Yeah. Oh, like you can't be surprised by success. Like when DeMarco Singleton scored that first touchdown off the uh, Watson fumble to start mm -hmm. the game like 15 seconds into the game, like that team looked like, yep, that's not a shock that we just did that, and yeah. we're going to do it again. And that's what we were talking about with Martin Luther King if they get to that game. Can't have the yeah. Yeah. the name, the brand scare you off. Yeah. Anyway, we've rambled on for no. a while. Dennis, My number four up. is Crosslocks. Yeah, again, same. Uh, I, yeah, they lost to North Branch. They're a good team. Uh, I think they have a chance to win that district and make a run. I think for all the reasons you mentioned, Brandon, that they are very solid, but 
Croslex at four. I'm more interested. I don't care what yeah, Dennis I was, says. I'm like, we're, yeah, we're waiting yeah. to hear. Yeah, number three. Because this Cross is new Lex. and unique. Okay. This is why I'm going to catch heat from Coach Meyer because I think they would beat Marysville heads up right now. That's a, That would be a fun game. If I'm Croslex, I start the pop cam bottle drive right now to keep Mike Legro there because he is going to be stolen by one of these Division One schools somewhere. You know, the next Warren right. De La Salle that needs a head coach is going to come get this guy. I'm telling you guys, he's going to be one of these coaches we're going to look at 25 years from now and be like, that's the guy that wins all the state titles. Yeah, he coached here. Can I give you a cop-out with that Marysville Cross-Lex game, though, and say I'd pick the home team? <laughs> Depending <laughs> no, you'd where want to play a neutral site game. That's that's your argument. Well, no, that's the I don't PH know. Cross Marine City. You always want to play a neutral site yeah, game. Yeah, because a home game makes a big difference. I don't think so. I think Cross-Lex would play in a Burger King parking lot right now. <laughs> They'd take the Lions on right now. That team, just they're too young and... Like, they're too dumb and young to not know that they're not supposed to be playing <laughs> this well right now in the first year after last year's disappointing season where they won, like, barely any games. All right, Dennis. Uh, I went with North Branch at three. Yeah. Again, I think we know the top three from here, North Branch. Going to keep winning. Again, I think if, if Cross-Lex doesn't win that district, it's going to be North Branch. And uh, one of those two teams, I think, is going to be – could possibly be playing for a shot to play for a state title. Who's your number two team? Well, my caveat for that is I don't cover North Branch, so I didn't put them in my that's fair. top ten. No, that's Otherwise, they'd probably be maybe ahead of Marysville, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I think Krawczak's going to win the rematch. Anyways, my number two is Port Huron. And I, yes! I think the only reason why is injuries right now. Okay. Just because, yeah, you're missing the best defensive player in the area. They just won a game with their third string running back. The best player in the area – you know, probably yeah. what? Probably the best player north of what? Macomb, Dakota. Yeah. Chippewa north Valley. Of 23 is not mile. Playing right now. Yeah. The best player, yeah, for sure, is out right now. So I know. That's why I've got PH at number one because they keep winning with their best player out, and I've got Marine City at number two, and we've been haggling about this. Yeah, we've done it ad nauseum. Yeah. I have Port here on number two again. There's the, for the first time I would have loved to have seen the Notre Dame prep game. And I know, yes, technically they lost. It's a forfeit. Yeah, it no, I, I, th- that had nothing to do. I wasn't moving Marine City right. from where they were because of that. But, uh, again, PH, when I've seen them play, they just – that little extra bit, again, they're a very good team. And <laughs> there's a reason why Division Two goes through 24th Street. It's because they're that good of a team. And if they can put it all together, and I think you're going to see some things come district championship time that you haven't seen from the Big Reds – all year long, there's going to be a few more trophies over at Port here on High uh, come December. I want to throw this out there. Shaka Brown doesn't get enough credit. He's probably like the eighth name you mentioned on Port Huron's team. He's like one of the best players around the entire area. Like, Dennis, you saw him last he, weekend. He made a play against in the Northern game at the end where he deflected a pass away that I think went unnoticed. And if he doesn't get his fingertips on that ball, Tyler Houle – Catches it, and it might be even a, a game-tying yeah. touchdown. Last week against Roseville, him and Collier had, had a sack that forced a Roseville punt, and then he got a deflection that forced the final Roseville punt, and then they went into four-minute offense and killed the clock. And it's plays like that. like He also had a pick in the Roseville game. Yeah, that was an, yeah. so he stopped three drives by himself, basically. And that, that stuff doesn't I, – I wrote about it in my story last Friday, but that stuff doesn't get a lot of love, you know, on the stat sheet. You know, mm-hmm. you see Gabe Mose go for 111 yards and two TDs, but Shaka Brown's quietly 
you know, holding down the defensive backfield. So I wanted to throw that out there and give him some love. So then I'm assuming you're number one, Marine City. Well, because we're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> think, think about this depth that they have. I know they Warren Fitzgerald's a good team and Marysville's a good team, but they've played nobody. So, but I think they would be today's version of Port Huron just because Port Huron's injured. They're using third stringers at some spots. And Marine City, it, the thing about Marine City football is these kids are in Pop Warner football running this offense. By the time they're seniors, it's they've been running it for 10, 15 years. The, the, there's no install week at Marine City. <laughs> no, no. I mean, seriously, have you yeah. ever seen a quarterback? I mean, if you <clears throat> were just a fan that showed up to a football game and you saw the Marysville Marine City game, you would have thought Heslop was a third-year starter, yeah. senior quarterback. Grand Valley commit as a senior, you know, his third All-State season. That's well, what I don't I want him to thought. go there. Why can't, why can't he go to a better school than that? Nah. Well, nah, nah not Grand nah, Valley. Nah. I can't, I can't I'm not going to give him too podcast. much love. He's just a sophomore. But, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's what I would have thought. Any other GLIAC team except for Ferris. Um, but, anyway. He's not going to Wayne. Let me dream. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, they have a lot of sophomores. And, again, maybe I just assume this because he's that good. I thought Charles Tigert was a senior. Yeah. I, I, I thought that le- last year. Legitimately thought he was a senior until, like, last week. And I, maybe I was reading one of your pieces, and it said Junior Tiger. I was like, oh, he made a typo. And then then I saw something else, and I was like, no, he's a junior. I think I've interviewed him four times this year. I probably interviewed him a dozen times my whole career. The first interview of the season during training camp, I called him a senior, and I had to correct myself. Against Marysville, I called him a senior again, and I had to correct myself. Yeah. Because that's how he plays. Yes. He's and he's just gamer. that good. He's like Reggie Miller in crunch time. And they haven't had to use him except for one game. Yeah. It's uh, Bill Simmons has that analogy about NFL teams that, you know, they keep the stars in the garage, but this is a week we want to take them out, polish them up, and let them ride around the neighborhood and take it up to 75. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be going 75 until there's a no. regional championship yeah, sorry, game. Charles, but fourth <laughs> round, you'll probably be back up Yeah, there. so get prepped for a month from now. <laughs> All right, so uh, very interesting. So uh, Brandon has Marine City at one, PH at two, Croslex at three, Marysville at four, Northern at five, St. Clair at six, and Richmond at seven, and he doesn't really – I don't care about anyone else. Care about eight, nine, and ten. Fair enough. Brady and I match all the way through till we get to the top two, and we're still bickering about the top two. Yeah. Well, we're right. You're yes. Not. Thank you. I, I think Finally I, I get someone on I my side I, I on this one. I think I'm part. right about this one, but we'll, we'll never know because they're never going to play this no, game. Especially and, now and the, the state new- has made sure that they're never going to play this game with the new playoff points yeah. rule. Because it doesn't benefit Port Huron High a lick to play Marine City. You know, when I moved here last year, so uh, my first day on the job was September 16, 2019. And, like, the biggest complaint I've got since I moved here is it stinks we're all in the MAC because we don't play each other every year like we should, and we should be playing here. I've heard that complaint from every parent and every football coach. You know, it, There's the fact that zero St. Clair reason. couldn't play all the local teams this year is just a travesty. And they had to move up to the gold to play in a division they shouldn't be in because of the playoff points. Because you play in the silver with D7, Clintondale, and Madison, and the games that nobody cares about, you're going to end up being 7-2 yeah. and two and missing the playoffs. I know COVID restricted attendance this year, but let's pretend it didn't happen. No one's going to Warren Fitzgerald Marine City. No. No. Marine City Marysville, Marine City PH, Northern. Those games are packed. Yes, there's literally no reason except, one, egos might get hurt, 
when a team is down and two it's work for the people in charge that make decisions to make it happen. Uh, the, two, two of the best games that I've seen in the last 10 years were Marine City Northern games. Yeah. The year that Northern upset them at home and the year that they had the 49-42 game at Marine City. And you can ask any kid whether they played in it or ask a coach. Those games just mean more. Were you at the uh, last year Marysville-Port Huron High basketball game? At Port here on uh, I might have sent Paul that game. I can't remember. Okay. But, yeah, that game, like you talk to any of the kids that play in that, they remember. Yeah. You talk about the Crosstown Showdown, they remember it. There's no reason the MAC sucks. And <laughs> it's going it's to have to figure itself out with the new playoff points because now it's going to be strictly by size. And you're going to have, like, South Lake needs to move up. You have to send Clintondale and it's uh, just Madison so down. It's boring. It is. I don't want to go to Clintondale or Hazel Park anymore, or no Madison Heights, Madison. You know, no, I, and those games are so meaningless to our area. Yes, we have but, such good comp- competitive spirits here. We see it in basketball. Yes, that's that's why I like the winter sports because you do get those games, and now more coaches are willing to schedule those games, and it's it's just a shame that there's not a league that's from I don't know. Let's poach Croslex from the BWAC and go from Croslex down Steel Anchor Bay to an yeah. Alpenac. As uh, Cross, Lex, and Cardinal Mooney are scheduling a boys' basketball game this winter, you know. Yeah. You want to see that type of stuff. Yes. Because guess what? You get it, and the gyms are packed. Yeah. So guess what? You make more money. I know you like money. Less money on travel expenses. You don't have to go to Oakland County. I know he's talking to other people, but he was looking right at me like I have something to do with this. We'll see this is actually one of the few topics like that I agree with everybody on. It's it's unbelievable, but we can go for another half hour. I think we need to, it's been long enough as it is for the playoff special. Yes, but uh, thanks for uh, coming along, yeah, uh, Brendan. We enjoyed that. Quick four hours here. It, it was <laughs> yeah. uh, it, no, and it, and it's nice to have somebody who's uh, has a, has a different focus, like on, on the top ten. Yeah, I I get it. The bigger schools are going to beat the littler schools, yeah. but I'm kind of more. You know, these guys are playing well. I'm the going to more, give them their The accolades. deserving versus who's better. Yeah. Just give me any line with Seth Laboda and see if Alma <laughs> can compete with a kid like that. I think even uh, Brady could get a few yards. Yeah, you know, maybe. Running behind that. Maybe I can score my second touchdown. Maybe. Maybe not. All right. Uh, we're back with a, another edition of the podcast on Thursday. Again, our first round games, Friday night. We'll have the Port Huron High game against Lakeshore on uh, Stream 1, and we'll have the Marysville game against Harper Woods on Stream 2. And for everybody else, don't worry. We'll get win, and you'll get in at some point yes. during the playoffs uh, to uh, the games we're covering. Man, we could be doing this for another month. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope we get some teams out there. I'm going to call this right now. Run. We're going to have two, at least two area teams in a regional final. All right. You heard it from Brady. Of course – Brady's been wrong about a lot of his predictions, and I'll just leave it at that. It's probably going to be Emily City. <laughs> or Algonac. Uh, they only did it once. <laughs> Emily City did it four times. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.